Okay, everybody, welcome back. Another episode of the Figure It Out podcast with me, Chandler Collins, college basketball edition. It is finally here, folks, and I cannot be more excited, especially for this episode. We're going to go through all the conference champions from the weekend. We're going to go through some uh, some surprises, I think, from regions. We're going to go through who I think uh, or what region's the toughest. And uh, we're going to talk about all the matchups in the first round. We are excited. Joined, as always, by college basketball correspondent Garrett Skipworth. We'd love having him on the pod. Before we get started, Skip, uh, saw today your mom is in town, had some fun. That looked fun. Went out to a nice dinner or lunch, I mean. Yes, sir. Yeah, it was yeah. great to have her in town for the day and uh, got to see her. That was the first time I've seen her in a couple months. So um, she came up here and we spent the day together. So that was great. And yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm super stoked for this week. Cannot wait. Game start on Wednesday. Uh, just a great time for for sports. One of the best times of the year. Um, I, I got my bracket filled out. I'm ready. I'm ready for this episode. And I'm, I'm super stoked. Yeah, save your final four. We'll do that at the end. We're gonna go from the first round to our final four. We'll we'll put our uh, we'll put our names to the test, Skip. But um, glad to have you on as always. Real quick, I'm gonna just run down the list. Um, I have every conference written down. These teams that I'm about to mention uh, here are were automatically selected. I think it's important to uh, to remember that as you're filling out your bracket, you can always come to us for advice too if you ever have it out there, listeners. But uh, let's get started here. Um, and this is in no particular order. Uh, the America East champion, Vermont. The Atlantic 10 champion, the Richmond Spiders. The American, which, by the way, I don't know if you watched any of that game, Skip, Richmond versus Davidson. <sighs> that was a sick game. Davidson, uh, automatic bid from, or excuse me, not automatic, at-large bid from the Atlantic 10. Has a second round matchup with somebody Skip really likes. Could be pivotal if they get past Michigan State. Um, we'll get to that in a second, though. I'm jumping the gun. American Athletic Conference, the Houston Cougars, SEC, Tennessee Volunteers, Ivy League, Yale. Shout out to the Big Fish. For some reason, I like the Ivy League. I think it's cool that they get a team in. Big West, Cal State Fullerton. Interesting team. Haven't seen them in the tournament recently. From the WAC. New Mexico State, the Southland, a team you probably didn't even know existed, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, Pac-12, Arizona, Conference USA, UAB. uh, UAB has a guy, top five name in college basketball. I can't remember what his last name is, but his first name is Jelly. (laughs) ACC, Virginia Tech, who went on an absolute tear. Really good to see that for the Hokies. Uh, Tough one Saturday uh, for Skip's Duke Blue Devils. We'll get to that. Big Sky, Montana State. uh, Also made it to the the FCS National Championship in football this year. Mac, Akron, the Zips. Big East, Villanova, going to be a tough team. Mountain West, Boise State. Big 12, no surprise here. Kansas dominated in the championship. SWAC, Texas Southern. Texas Southern is a school based on the movie Glory Road. Fun fact. I'm just whipping these fun facts out here. Big South, Longwood Lancers. Talked about them last week, first time in the tournament. Colonial, the Colonial Conference. Delaware, the Fighting Blue Hens, alma mater of Joe Flacco. Horizon League champions, Wright State. 
the NAAC, St. Peter's, who is slated to play Kentucky first round. Tough matchup there. The MEAC, welcome back to the tournament, Norfolk State. One of my favorite games in the tournament history. 15 seed Norfolk State knocks off number two, the Missouri Tigers. A phenomenal matchup if you're not a Missouri Tigers fan. Missouri Valley, Loyola, who I think I'll save my thoughts on them. The Northeast Conference, Bryant. The Ohio Valley Conference, Murray State, 30-2, and two, swept the OBC. Patriot League, excuse me, Patriot Conference, Colgate, the Fighting Toothpaste. Southern, Chattanooga Mocs, Summit, South Dakota State University Jackrabbits. The Atlantic Sun, backdoor their way into the tournament. The champion of the, uh, um, the Atlantic Sun was Bellarmine. They are on a four-year transfer from Division II to Division I. Banned from postseason play, Jacksonville State, regular season A-Sun champion they're in. Sunbelt, Georgia State, SWAC, Texas Southern. I already said that. That's a, a repeat. And the West Coast Conference to finish it up, Gonzaga. Those teams right there, Skip, went a little long-winded. But those teams right there got an automatic bid. I think um, anytime you win your tournament, your conference tournament, going into the tournament, uh, the NCAA tournament, you are ready to roll. And I think that's honestly what makes those early round matchups so difficult for higher seeds because some of those higher seeds, they have, have been off longer than these teams that make it to the championship championship skip. Chan, I got to say that was an electric segment right there, brother. Um, you were just rattling off facts left and right. And yeah. I was loving every second of that. That was awesome. Uh, learned some things along the way there. You made some great points and, uh, yeah, dude. I mean, it's just great to see uh, all these teams getting the automatic bid, you know, every all the time, effort um, and everything else that goes into the season for them to hoist that trophy and, and be able to represent their conference. That that just means a whole lot to a lot of these teams. And uh, as you mentioned, some of these teams have never made the tournament before. Some of these teams have had historic runs in the past. Um, so, you know, it, it's just a whole spectrum of teams either looking to make a name for themselves at, at, you know, teams that have been there, done that, that are, are looking to prove themselves and looking to continue their dominance. So, um, you know, you truly never know every single year in the tournament, what's going to happen. Anything is possible The the possibilities are endless. Um, and there are just a ton of first round, really, really good matchups. And we've talked about this before not a whole lot of dominant teams this year, so to speak, a lot of just really, really good teams. So there's going to, I have a good feeling there's going to be a few upsets. There's going to be a lot of really good games from the, from the very uh, moment that the tournament begins. So we are in for a wild ride this year and I just cannot wait to see what happens. Yeah, I know. Um, I actually, uh, before we get into the matchups, I want to go over, um, I, I, I tried to uh, base the region's strength on how many teams I realistically could win the national title uh, from those regions. And we talk about, like you just said, how, how balanced this year is. Anybody can win. Um, it's kind of the same way in these regions. Uh, they're all, there's really not one that's tougher than the other. Uh, there's a couple that I think have a couple more teams in them that can make it all the way to the Final Four National Championship. For example, I have the West and the South. I have five teams from those two regions that could make it 
in the East and the Midwest, I, I uh, tallied four. Um, so like, there's not that much difference um, in my opinion, um, as we go through these matchups, uh, I'm curious to see uh, who we agree on could go to the national title or not. But um, yeah, this this bracket, uh, it looks good. I think it sets up good. I think it sets up well for some teams as opposed to others. Um, like, for example, I think Duke is in a juggernaut. I, I think that the that the West could be nasty. Um, I really do. Um, it, it has it has teams that that I didn't even include that I think could make a run. So um, just the balance, man, it's awesome to see. Yeah. You know, I would have to agree with you that I do believe that the West region is probably the toughest out of all of them. Um, you know, just from top to bottom, uh, the amount of really good teams that are in there. Yeah. Let's uh, just start, just start with the first one, Skip. Take us through, take us through the first game. You do the West. How about this? You do the West, I'll do the South, you do the East, I'll do the Midwest. We'll just go back and forth. Got it. All right. Well, yeah. So starting off in the West, we got Gonzaga and Georgia State. I think that that's probably a consensus among the board that uh, Gonzaga is going to run the table there. Again, you never know. You mentioned uh, this is a a game in another region in the East region. You mentioned uh, the Norfolk State Mizzou matchup a couple years ago, the two fifteen. Yeah. So, um, again, anything is possible, uh, but I think that everyone can agree that Gonzaga is going to take care of business there. Moving on, we got Boise State and Memphis. Um, a really, really good first round game that could honestly go either way. I think I'm leaning towards Memphis. Um, this is the first time in eight years that Memphis has gone dancing. Um, so I think that they're, uh, you know, Penny Hardaway is going to have those guys pretty fired up. Uh, they've ended the season really, really strong. I, I think it's uh, they've won like 10 out of their last 12 or something of that magnitude. So they're playing really good basketball right now. And um, I, I think that Memphis takes that one for sure. Yeah, um, uh, let me let me add one thing about Memphis, too. Um, I, I have four teams that I, I in parentheses put bold surprises that could make a huge run in their respective regions Uh, memphis is mine for the west memphis was in absolute turmoil in the non-conference they were talking about getting rid of penny hardaway he had some sort of lash out in the media session um he kind of went after a reporter um after a game um they were not in a good spot like skip said 10 of their last 12 or something crazy like that um, got themselves into serious contention, made the American Athletic Conference championship game, lost to Houston. But obviously it tells you how much they did to prove to the committee that they belong in the tournament with a nine seed. If you would have told the November Memphis Tigers that they would be a nine seed in March, you would have been laughed at. So Memphis, keep an eye out. Yep. Great take right there. Love it. Um Moving on, we got uh, number five seed UConn against the number 12 seed New Mexico State, who you mentioned won the WAC championship. And uh, Chan, uh, this is where I've mentioned it before, and I'll say it again. The 5-12 matchups are next to impossible to predict sometimes. And I don't know about you, but in my bracket, I got New Mexico State knocking off you, knocking off UConn in the first round. Did, ditto, brother. Absolutely. I picked the New Mexico State Aggies on no other basis than just the feeling. 
I just had a feeling. I really do. Um, and I actually really like UConn. UConn's a good team. I think UConn can make a decent run if they were to get past New Mexico State. But I think they got dealt a tough hand. I'll say this. It's in – it's actually in New York, which is weird because it's in the West region. But this game is in New York. I don't like New Mexico State having to go all the way up there. More favors UConn. But, honestly, it doesn't matter this time of the year. I love the Aggies. Yeah, you mentioned it, bro. Some some games you just get that gut feeling. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know what it is about this one. Uh, New Mexico State, the last two times that they have been in the tournament, uh, dating back to 2018 and 2019 – they were the 12 seed both times. Unfortunately, they got bounced the first round both of those years. Um, but there was actually a viral video that went out uh, on Twitter whenever their name got announced for this game. Don't know if you saw it or not, but their coach uh, was taking a drink of water and he damn near spit it out whenever huh. they uh, whenever they got uh, whenever they got their name called. So uh, he it came out and he was saying that uh, he was expecting them to be a, a 13 maybe even a 14 seed and they got all the way up to the 12 seed so again another team that might be out to prove something so i got new mexico state moving on to the second round so moving on to the next game we got shout out jake kaiser my little brother we got the uh arkansas razorbacks coming in at the four seed battling it out with the 13 seed vermont and i got arkansas in this game chan um you know, again, another pretty, probably not an easy matchup first round for uh, for Arkansas by any means. Um, but I, I do have the Razorbacks moving on. Uh, Arkansas is coming off a very, very tough loss in the SEC uh, tournament to Texas A&M. Weird um, that's kind of a uh, kind of a brutal loss for them. But um, and this is a, a kind of a topic for for another day as well. But, you know, Texas A&M was one of those teams in the conference tournament that they just they hit their stride at the right time. They got hot. And uh, and, and unfortunately, Arkansas ran into them at the wrong time. So um, I still think that I've said it all year. I think that Arkansas is really good. Um, I think that coming back, uh, you know, every single team is zero and zero heading into the tournament. So uh, whatever happened in the in the regular season does not matter at this point. So I think Arkansas comes back and gets a bounce back win. Um, yeah. Well, moving I, on. I, I got one thing about this game too. Uh, we're never going to get through this if I keep doing this. But four straight tournaments with a 13 seed upsetting a four seed. I will say that this could be Ooh. five. I read that yep. today. So you never know. Continue, Skip. Moving on to the next game. We got the sixth seed, Alabama, versus the number 11 seed. This is the play-in game, one of the play-in games. We got Rutgers and Notre Dame. Interesting matchup because I do think, you know, Alabama's a good team, but I I think if Rutgers beats Notre Dame, I think Rutgers beats Bama. But if Notre Dame beats Rutgers, I think Bama, Bama beats Notre Dame. So kind of iffy right there. Could go either way. Um, but, again, those 6-11 matchups are always tough. Uh, so I got, I got Bama moving on if they play Notre Dame. I got Rutgers upsetting them if they end up playing Rutgers. Yeah, I love it. Um, I have Bama, but I can see it wholeheartedly. Yep. 
Okay. Well, moving on, we got uh, the number three seed, Texas Tech Red Raiders versus the number 14 seed, Montana State. Um, don't really see an upset here, Chan. I think that Texas Tech has proven itself all year long that they're they're a very good team and, and they're going to be contending for uh, the later rounds um, in the tournament. So I got Texas Tech, no problem in this one. Yep, same. Moving on, very interesting one. You uh, you already mentioned it. We got Sparty, the seven seed Michigan State versus the ten seed Davidson. This is a tough one, Chan, because Davidson is very very good, and um, you know they kind of have that March Madness uh, magic about them, so to speak. That seems like they're always, no matter what, you don't really hear much about them in the regular season. They just kind of you know, consistently play really good basketball. They either win their conference or they're at the very top of their conference. So really tough first round matchup for Michigan State. I would not want to play Davidson in the very first round. I do have Sparty moving on, though, in my bracket. I think that uh, I think that Tom Izzo has just kind of been there, done that. He knows what it takes to win. I think that that Michigan State prevails in that matchup. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of people want that Izzo-Coach K matchup, too. Um, but I actually – this is one of those upsets I just – I took um, just to try to separate myself from the group because yep. we're competing. And so you got you to gotta pick and choose where you can slip – or slip some points on some people. So I took Davidson. Um, you know, coming from a small conference at the Atlantic 10, uh, pretty parallel to the Missouri Valley. When you get two teams and one of them's an at-large in – uh, I think that says a lot about them. Um, and especially they got an at-large and they put them at a 10 seed. Like that, I think that really says something about them. So I'm going Davidson Sparty, not consistent enough for me. Yep. Moving on to the last round of the, uh, the West region. We got my boys from Duke taking on Cal State Fullerton. I got Duke in this one. Um, they have not been playing their best basketball in the last couple of weeks. I'll be the first one to admit it. Uh, they're definitely hitting a rough patch right now. Um, really, really tough. Just going from the collapse against UNC and Coach K's final home game at Duke um, to an epic collapse in the ACC title game against Virginia Tech whenever they should have taken care of business and and ran the table on those guys. But um, I, I like to stay positive. I like to stay persistent. Um, you know, I, I, again, I feel like Coach K is going to have those guys ready to play. Um, I think that they're going to be having something to prove. Um, and if they don't come out and just absolutely dominate Cal State Fullerton, that would just be an absolute meltdown for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Virginia Tech, man. Uh, I got some things to say about them as – Great job, Skip, there on the West. As we move to the East, speaking of Virginia Tech, they're in the East. Uh, we'll start here with Baylor and Norfolk State. My apologies to Norfolk State fans if you're listening. Um, you know, I sounded really excited about you beating Missouri, and I'll always be in debt to you for that. But you're not doing it here. Uh, Baylor, don't want to foreshadow anything, but Baylor, <laughs> they could be one of the first uh, – they could be one of the first – uh, back-to-back NCAA champions in a while. Um, but you know what? 
I, I will say this. I was a little hesitant to, to not with this matchup, but a little hesitant when I was thinking about Baylor skip, because that Oklahoma loss is not good. Um, and shout out Oklahoma, uh, Missouri state plays Oklahoma first round of the NIT. Oh, Norman. That's pretty sick. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, hopefully the bears can get it done, but, um, yeah, weird loss from Baylor, but give them some time to regroup. Um, and, and let's go get them bears. Uh, anything yep, on that I'm one, right Skip? There. I'm right there with you. I got Baylor all the way. Yeah. This, okay, next matchup, North Carolina and Marquette. Two basketball schools for sure going at it here. Um, awesome 8-9 matchup. Uh, awesome 8-9 matchup. Um, I took Carolina um, only because I just think there's something about being the bigger school in the tournament. I really do. Like when it's like this, like when it's like, you know, those close seeds, like obviously one in 16 way bigger schools. But what I mean is the closer you get in numbers, I feel like the bigger school is kind of always better in this situation. I'm taking the Tar Heels, um, but I really think it's kind of a coin flip as they all are. But this, this to me, you can go either way. Yeah, obviously a tough loss for Carolina against Virginia Tech in the ACC tournament. Uh, but again, just kind of ran into a buzzsaw with, uh, with Virginia Tech and uh, all across the board, Chan, I feel like that that was kind of a common theme in these conference tournaments is that a lot of upsets and a lot of teams just getting hot and, and really not only upsetting one team, but upsetting multiple teams. So, um, I think that that was kind of just one of those things possibly again, who knows Virginia tech is in, they might make some serious noise. Um, they might continue that, uh, that hot streak, but I do think that Carolina, I agree. I think Carolina takes this one. I think that they'll regroup and, um, you know, whenever you have a, a, a dominant big guy like Armando Baco, um, you know, that that's, uh, that's pretty tough to handle sometimes. So, I, I got Carolina in that one as well. Yep, um, I completely agree there. Um, okay, moving on. 5-12 matchup here. It's the St. Mary's Gales takes on the play-in game winner. Of, I believe that's Wyoming and Indiana, is it? Correct. Okay, yep. making, sure I ha- making sure I had the right IU. Um, Indiana, kind of weird. They, you know, they played really well in the, in the conference tournament, beat Illinois – um, obviously, they barely snuck in here, um, but they were a team that was playing much better down the stretch and obviously carried it into tournament play. Um, I'd be lying to you if I said I knew much about Wyoming. Um, so I I took, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm going to pick Indiana in that matchup, but I ultimately took St. Mary's to advance past this round. Um you know, I think there's something to be said about them beating Gonzaga. They're definitely a capable team. And and uh, from what I saw from that game was they can flat out shoot it. If they're on, they're on. They're kind of like Iowa, not as skilled, but kind of that same live or die by the three. And if they're living by it, they're really living. So I'm going Gales here. Yeah, again, no, no real testament to what my reasoning is for it. Kind of just a, another one of those gut feeling situations. Um, I, I have St. Mary's as well. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see who ends up winning that Wyoming and Indiana game. Um, I'm really curious if that could, uh, the winner of that matchup could hinder that at all. But um, like you said, St. Mary's has gotten uh, some quality wins against Gonzaga this year, or one quality win, I'm, I'm sorry. 
Um, and uh, so, I, yeah, I mean, I, I ended up just taking St. Mary's in this one. I, I think that they'll they'll move on. Here's a fun stat real quick about St. Mary's. Uh, Gonzaga, they beat and lost twice. They lost by Wisconsin. They lost to Wisconsin by six. Colorado by Colorado State by sixteen. Um, beat Notre Dame and lost to San Diego State by ten. So that's one, two, three, four, five, five losses to tournament teams. St. Mary's has, but they're an at-large five seed. So that says a lot. I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't, you know, if I was talking uh, about that. Like, uh, like who was I talking about earlier? Oh, Davidson. Davidson. So it's, it's yep. sa- same kind of same kind of deal there. Moving forward, UCLA takes on Akron. I think here UCLA is just more talented basketball team. I actually watched the MAC, the MAC conference championship. Shout out Brad Jarman. Uh, he is a football coach there now, but. Um, UCLA, better players, more fit, more athletic, better shooters. I'm going Bruins. Yeah, not much to say on my end on that one either. Uh, I got UCLA all the way. Yep. Um, a very exciting matchup in the East here. Texas, Virginia Tech. While I'm on it, boldest surprise from the East region to make a run to the Final Four. Virginia Tech. Listen, insanely hot right now. Buzzsaw mentality. Uh, beat North Carolina and then absolutely throttled Duke. Um, in my opinion, it was not even close the entire game. Uh, I am a little worried about Duke, but not too worried. But Virginia Tech really proved to me that they could be a team that you're not going to want to mess with. And quite frankly, I think Texas is a bit overrated. They they have I feel like they beat Kansas in Austin, and everybody thought they were like you know God's team or whatever. I don't know that they're that good. They have some good guard play, and I like Timmy Allen, but they're just too inconsistent. And I don't, I don't understand them being a six seed. But um, yeah, I'm going Hokies here with the potential to make a huge run. Bold surprise from the East for me. I'm going the same way, Chan. I got Virginia Tech. Um, I think that Texas had a real legitimate shot in the Big Twelve tournament to kind of change that narrative about them being sort of a teeter-totter team um you know if if they uh if they make a a deeper run in that tournament I think that that could have made them a little bit more legit but they come out and lose to an in-state rival TCU really bad loss um so I think it's just kind of one of those teams that Texas is is going downhill in the wrong direction and Virginia Tech is going uphill at the right time so Mm -hmm. Um, I am taking Virginia Tech as well. Uh, they can flat out shoot the ball. They got some, uh, some guys that can really score. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be a, a good potential second round matchup for uh, Virginia Tech, and I'll let you get to that one next. Yep. Um, Purdue, Yale, two great academic schools facing off here in the first round. Um, you know, I think there is something about an Ivy League school. They seem to provide some sort of spark every single year. Um, they always, I think one year it was like Princeton, like in recent memory, I feel like Princeton made a run. I think Yale's done it too, kind of recently, but it doesn't matter here. A team I'm really high on, have been on all year, the Purdue Boilermakers, they're going to be too big inside. Um, Edie is gigantic and he is a very good big guy. I don't think Yale has the answer. 
Um, and then when you have a guy that could have been arguably player of the year in Jaden Ivey, uh, I was really impressed watching him in the Big Ten tournament. They came up a little bit short to Iowa, but Iowa's a team I'm huge on. Um, so not a bad loss there. I've got Purdue going for a bit. I've got them beating the Yale Bulldogs here in the first round. Yeah, I agree as well. Uh, I think Purdue's a really, really good team. And, and you mentioned Jaden Ivey. Uh, kind of reminds me of Ja Morant in a way. Yeah. Um, kind of played similar play style. Um, and so they, I mean, Purdue is, uh, they've been hovering around the top 10 all year long. Um, and, you know, they, they, at one point, they were sitting where they could possibly get uh, a one, eh, maybe a little bit of a stretch on a one seed, but it was looking like they were potentially going to get a two seed. Mm-hmm. Um, so they dropped down to a three seed. Um, I, I think they're a very good team, and I, I definitely think they'll take care of business against Yale. Yep. This is a phenomenal matchup. The 10-7 in the East, Murray State and San Francisco. Tough draw for the racers here. Uh, Murray State, 30-2 and two on the regular season. OBC champions. Um, they're a really, really good basketball team. But um, San Francisco, um, another at-large 10 seed. Um, you know, they beat, they beat Davidson, who's a tournament team. But then you look here, and they lost to Gonzaga all three times. They lost to St. Mary's twice, and they lost to Loyola Chicago. Um, all tournament teams there. But I think they're just a good, solid, fundamental basketball team. I've, I I don't know if they can handle the uh, athleticism of Murray. I've got Murray in this one. Um, a little bit of a nostalgia pick and a little bit of a practical pick. Yeah, I'm with you on the nostalgia pick for Murray State. Um, I mean, honestly, dude, ever since Ja Moran has played there, I've kind of yeah. – it's one of those things I've they're kind sick. of just – uh, they're just they're just a cool school and like I just like it's one of those things I kind of just really really want them to move on to the second round and and see what they could do you know see if they could be one of those uh, magical teams again this year and the fact that they're sitting at 30 and two and they got a seven seed just is a testament to how tough the field is this year so mm-hmm. um yeah, it's one of those things. I just I really want to see Murray State move on, and I really just want to see what they could potentially do, and if they could uh, if they could make a deep run type of thing. Yeah, um, won't spend much time on this one. Kentucky St. Peter's. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're both Kentucky through and through here. It would set it up pretty cool too for a Murray State, which is in Kentucky versus Kentucky in the second round. The two schools have never played each other in the history of the two schools, and they're in the same state. That's honestly insane to me. What a way to do it in the 2022 NCAA tournament. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> that would All be right, an Skip. insane matchup. South is All to right. you, brother. Yes, sir. Moving on to the South. We got uh, we got the Arizona Wildcats against, and correct me on this one, Chan, the 16 matchup. What, what will that be looking like? It's right state winners of the horizon league and Bryant, the winners of the Northeast conference. Gotcha. All right. Well, not a whole lot for me to say about this matchup. Um, I've been really high on Arizona all year and um, not going to spoil anything, but uh, yeah, Arizona is really good. And um (laughs) and uh so yeah not not a whole lot to say here they're coming off a pac-12 championship 
Um, they're really, really good. They're legit. And uh, I think that they, they run the table in this, in this matchup for sure. Oh yeah. I'm all on board. Sorry. I didn't, we didn't want to spend any time on that. I'm Arizona through and through there. Yep. Moving on. We got the eight, nine matchup. We got the eight seed Seton hall versus the nine seed TCU. Interesting matchup. These, uh, these eight, nine seeds again, really, really difficult to, uh, to predict. And this was one of those things I, I actually saw, um, got the chance to witness TCU play in the big 12 tournament here in Kansas city. Right. Uh, was not too impressed with TCU. They did get a good win, as I mentioned earlier against Texas. Um, but then came out and, and did not play very well at all against Kansas, their very next game. So, Spoiler alert, I got Seton Hall in this one. Um, and I actually just went TCU in this one, completely nostalgia. I'm a Big 12 guy, um, so I took, the, I took the frogs here. That's the only reason why. I really don't necessarily like TCU. I'm very – like, they didn't have that great of a season, and they made it as a nine seed. Like, I, I don't get it, but go frogs. Yeah. Also, shout out yep. Carter Wersch. <laughs> and George Timpson. Shout yes. out George Timpson, Horn Frog for life. Great shout outs there. Um, next matchup, we got the five seed Houston against the 12 seed UAB. You mentioned it earlier, Jelly. Yeah. The UAB. Really uh, sick name. Really, really cool player. Um, he's, he's an exciting player. Really feel like Jelly will be one of those guys that you will see his name all throughout Twitter and Instagram over, uh, over the tournament. Um, probably going to be a fan favorite type of player. So for his perspective, I hope he goes off. I hope he does really well. Um, but I got Houston in this matchup. I, I got Houston. I know we've been talking a lot. Uh, we kind of have um, some mixed feelings about Houston here and there. They're, they're kind of an up and down team. Don't necessarily know what you're going to get. Um, out of them sometimes but you know they they had a really good run last year I think that they've kind of just developed a winning culture at, in their program um, and kind of just one of those 5-12 matchups that I, I don't really know a whole lot about UAB but I think it's going to be one of those things they're going to have to play a damn near perfect game to be able to beat a team like Houston so could could be a very tough game for Houston, but one of those where I got Houston pulling it out by five to six points type of game. Yep, it's it's uh, Jordan Jelly Walker. <laughs> he actually transferred from Seton Hall, but um, yeah, I've got Houston in this one. Um, I wouldn't. I, I'm picking Houston, cheering for UAB. <laughs> yeah. I, I would not mind uh, seeing Jelly Walker in the second round. Like I said, yep. he's he's going to be a fan favorite, that's for sure. So uh, next matchup, we got the Fighting Illini from Illinois, the four seed, taking on the number 13 seed, Chattanooga. I have been really high in Illinois all year. They had a an early exit in their conference tournament. Very surprising early exit, in my opinion. Did not see that coming at all. Um, but we've been talking about him all the episodes leading up to this point, Chan, Kofi Coburn, one of the best big men in the entire nation. Um, I think that he, you know, 
Don't know a whole lot about Chattanooga, but he's going to be a, a force inside and going to be very, very difficult for them to, uh, to, to handle and contain. So you mentioned it earlier. I think it's one of those things. Illinois is just overall the more talented basketball team. They just have the better players. Um, so I do not see an upset in this matchup right here. Me either. Illinois all the way. Um, that'll be a great matchup in the second round if it's Illinois-Houston. Yes. And next game, Chan, I, in my opinion, in this side of the region, I think that this is one of the most intriguing games in, as far as the first round matchups. And uh, the reason I say that is because um, not often do you see a team like Colorado State with a higher seed than a school like Michigan. You know, usually it would be the other way around, in my opinion. You, you usually are kind of used to seeing Michigan being a six seed and Colorado State being an 11 seed. So really good to see Colorado State making a name for themselves. Um, coming in at a six seed, they've gotten some pretty solid wins over some tournament teams this year. Uh, have a win over uh, Creighton, who's a nine seed. They actually swept Boise State who was number one in their conference and uh, they haven't Boise state as an eight seed in the tournament. And then uh, they also have another quality win over San Diego state, who is an eight seed in the tournament as well. So um, with that being said, I got Colorado state in this matchup. Um, I think that Michigan is uh, been dealing with a lot of off the court stuff. Uh, you know, Juwan Howard has kind of been in the media for all the wrong reasons recently. So I think that they're kind of dealing with some uh, some interpersonal issues or personnel issues, I should say. Um, so I, I got Colorado State taking this one. Yeah, I love that analysis, Skip. You almost swung me here. Um, but I'm going with Michigan. Um, no, real, really no rhyme or reason, honestly. I think maybe the, the reason I picked them is because uh, Juwan Howard. I kind of hope he gets the boys fired up, maybe lights a fire under their ass and gets a tournament win. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, shout out Juwan Howard. Dude obviously made a horrible mistake, but, you know, no one's perfect. Everyone makes mistakes. Got to forget about it and move on. So You're right. life goes on on that one. And uh, this next matchup, we got the SEC champs, the three seed Tennessee Volunteers. Versus the number 14 seed, Longwood, and remind me of their nickname again? Lancers. Longwood Lancers. Got it. Yep. <laughs> um, not a whole lot for me to say about this one. Tennessee looked really, really good in the SEC tournament. Um, I, I got Tennessee moving on to the second round, hands down. Yeah. Uh, enjoy your first tournament experience, Longwood. It's going to be over in 40 minutes, uh, Tennessee. <laughs> just getting straight to the point i love it yeah <laughs> um this next matchup really intriguing matchup also i know i i just got through talking about the colorado state michigan matchup another very intriguing one right here uh, we got uh ohio state with the seven seed versus the 10 seed loyola chicago shout out uh loyola chicago for their magical tournament run in 2018 Yep. Whenever they made it all the way to the final four as an 11 seed. So they are coming in this year as a 10 seed and uh, also shout out sister Jean. <laughs> she, uh, she will definitely be in attendance and yep. hopefully will uh, lead Loyola Chicago to a victory. 
With that being said, I do have Ohio State in this one. Um, Ohio State is a very tough seven seed. Um, they have kind of been all over the map, in and out of the top 25 all season long. Um, they actually got a very quality win early on in the season against my boys from Duke. Um, so just seeing that game, seeing what they got, um, they have, I believe, one of the uh, – I cannot think of his name off the top of my head. Uh, DJ Liddell. Yes, correct. He was uh, one of the finalists for the conference player of the year in their conference. So yeah, um, very talented team, very tough seven seed. Uh, so I, I do have the Buckeyes from Ohio State moving on. Yep. In this region, uh, my bold surprise from from this from the uh, from the South region is the winner of this game. I love both teams. I'm actually upset they're playing each other. Um, because I think Ohio State, like you said, is a really tough seven seed, and Loyola can prove they can go on a run. Um, now, I will say the next round, um, whichever one gets through, runs into a bit of a buzzsaw, in my opinion, in Villanova. But my bold prediction, the winner of Loyola or Ohio State from the South could make a run in the Final Four. Ooh, I like it. All right. Yeah. There we go. Um, that would be something special right there. That's for sure. And uh, you uh, kind of stole the words out of my mouth already. We got Villanova at the two yeah. seed um, versus the uh, 15 seed Delaware. And um, again, you already mentioned it. Uh, I think that Villanova is going to have either way um, a very, very tough second round matchup. Uh, pending that they do get a win against the 15 seed Delaware, which I think that we can uh, kind of both agree on that one. Um, but going to be really interesting to see uh, what Villanova can uh, can do um, because they are going to have a very tough second round matchup. Yeah. Um, looking back through the two 15 matchups um, in this NCAA tournament, not that they're ever really that you know, they're always pretty lopsided, but these are pretty lopsided, especially in terms of names like Duke and Cal State Fullerton. <laughs> like the, the name imbalance is just insane there. Um, so I, I don't see a 215 matchup happening in this tournament. I really don't. Um, great job, Skip, on the East, right? Did you, we just did the East? Yeah. No. The South. We just said the South. Yep. And yep. we'll finish up with the Midwest. Um, Kansas. Cool. They are in for a tournament, I have a feeling. But they play the winner of Texas Southern and Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Um, I don't see any way Kansas loses this game. Um, we'll move on. <laughs> Creighton, another really good number nine, eight matchup. They've all been really good. Probably the, the games of these respective regions as we've gone through this. Um, Creighton, San Diego State is going to be a phenomenal game. San Diego State always seems to be in the tournament, and you don't hear a thing about them all year. <laughs> Dude, I am not even joking. I literally have that written down in my notes here that you don't hear a single thing about them, and they are no. just consistently – year in and year out in the tournament. They sneak in as an eight seed. Um, got a tough matchup against Creighton. Creighton did make a really good run in their conference tournament, uh, making it to the championship game and 
barely losing to Villanova. I mean, super hard-fought game there. Um, Creighton had a chance to win at the end of the game, but Villanova ended up pulling it out. Uh, I do have San Diego State in this matchup, though. Don't know what it is. Uh, I think that uh, they're going to kind of just come out like they always do, and um, I, I'm not sure entirely what they've done in recent years in the tournament as far as getting wins um, and how far they've made it and whatnot. But got to be pretty I decent. I, I really don't know what it is, kind of just uh, a gut feeling type of thing. I'm going with San Diego State. Yep, and I went Creighton. I don't know why, but I went Creighton. Um, <laughs> moving on to the 5-12, this is going to be a phenomenal game, and this brings us to my bold surprise from the Midwest. I picked Iowa. Excuse me, I should introduce the matchup. Iowa-Richmond. Richmond, winners of the Atlantic 10, um, came back and stole it from Davidson at the end of the game. I honestly don't know if Richmond was in without the automatic bid from the Atlantic 10. I think they were out. And they got in the Agreed. tournament via a win. Um, this pick is based solely on my boy. Shout out Blaine Wheeler. He says he has a hunch about Richmond. So I am not picking them in my bracket, but I want to say my bold surprise from the Midwest to go on an absolute run is the Richmond Spiders. Seems to be some sort of weird destiny behind them. Um, I completely agree with what Blaine said. So Richmond Spiders, watch out. But I picked Iowa. Uh, dude, <laughs> that's again another one that we I completely agree on everything that you just said. Picked Iowa in my bracket. Um, you know, I do kind of have some mixed feelings about Iowa. They've they've looked really, really good, and then other games they haven't looked as good. Um, so they they're kind of a live or die by the three type of type of team. They did put up 112 points in one of their conference tournament games, but <laughs> They had 19 threes that game. So they are not going to be able to come out and, and drop 19 threes every single game. Again, they kind of live and die by the three. Mm -hmm. But Keegan Murray's a stud. He's an absolute beast. Um, making a name for himself in the NBA without a doubt. I think that he's kind of moved into the conversation of maybe a top five for sure. I, I think a, a top 10 pick in the draft. But um, yeah, dude, shout out Richmond, man. They are fun to watch. Uh, shout out Jacob Gilliard. He is from Kansas City, Missouri. He went to the Barstool School. And just got to I got to give him some credit because um, I, I remember way back in the day that I actually played AAU against him in multiple tournaments. So um, to see him just being able to go off and, and represent Kansas City the way that he is is awesome. Um, he has 2000 career points, which is only and counting, which is only the fifth player in uh, Richmond history. He has the most threes in a single season in Richmond history. He is the all time steals leader in D1 history out of any school ever. All time steals leader has over 400 steals and counting. Um, and then he also has the most career assists at Richmond. So just a dynamic player, all-around player, uh, had 26 points in the A-10 championship game. So could be one of those teams that, uh, yeah, I mean, if they get past that first-round matchup, watch out. They, yeah. they could be very scary. I agree. Great. That's a great uh, little bit there. I didn't even know him, so that's, that's actually really sick. Um, 
Moving on, 413 matchup, Providence Friars, the Figure It Out podcast team versus South Dakota State Jackrabbits. Um, I think actually a kind of a difficult draw here for Providence. South Dakota State went, it was like 30 and three. Um, they won the summit. Uh, I would be very weary here if I was a Providence fan. Um, and honestly, the more I look at this, I pick Providence. I might have to go South Dakota State. Um, but I, I don't think I can do that to the podcast. We've been Providence through and through all year. Shout out our guy, uh, Jared Bynum. Um, the Friars, they are a better team. But if South Dakota State shows up ready to play, it could be a world of hurt for the Friars. I'm going to stick with Providence. Um, been saying them all year, uh, go Friars. Yeah, no, I agree. Providence is very, very good, but man, they got a tough draw with South Dakota state. Um, the fact that we're sitting here and giving praise and credit to these teams, uh, we could be looking at the second round potentially at a 12, 13 matchup in the second round, Richmond versus South Dakota state would be pretty wild. Would not be surprised if that did happen. Um, yeah, dude, South Dakota State, I actually watched uh, one of their conference games the other day because uh, shout out my boys, uh, Matt Lassen and Byron Harp. Uh, mm-hmm. They have a coach, uh, Brian Peterson. He's an assistant coach for South Dakota State. And uh, Brian Peterson actually went to or he coached at Kirkwood Community College. And my boy Byron Hart won a national championship in 2016. So shout out to those guys for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, they have uh, the player of the year in the conference, actually, South Dakota State. Douglas Wilson actually went to uh, Kirkwood and then transferred over to South Dakota State. And then another name that I feel like a lot of people are going to be talking about. Haven't really heard about him a whole lot, but this dude can flat out hoop. Uh, he's a lefty point guard. His name is Baylor Shireman. Pretty solid name, Baylor yeah. Shireman. So take one. notes on that one. He's he's a he's a stud. He's a very good player. Um, so yeah, dude, we're on the same we're on the same boat on that one. Uh, I I do have Providence in my bracket, but watch out for South Dakota State. They're dangerous. Yep, kind of an interesting matchup here. Six eleven. We had the LSU Tigers and the Iowa State Cyclones. Um, really surprised Iowa State made the tournament. As, as a matter of fact, I'm a little confused. Um, they didn't have that good of a year, and they lost in the first round of the Big 12 tournament, I'm pretty sure. So weird that they're in, but they're in nonetheless. Um, I really like LSU's athleticism, though. Xavier Penson's a beast. I know he got shaken up a little bit, uh, but I think he should be good to go. Um, I'm picking LSU here. Uh, based on nothing but Xavier Penson, really. Yeah, I was shocked that Iowa State made the tournament, and I'm sure that there are multiple teams that are scratching their heads on that one. Um, Definitely, you know, year in and year out, you talk about teams who get snubbed and who should have been in and who shouldn't have gotten in and and all that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, if, if you're, this is a whole different topic, but if you're a team like Wake Forest, who had a really, really solid year this year, yeah. over 20 wins, and Iowa State gets in, and like you said, they got dominated in the Big 12 tournament, like lost by 30 to uh, to Texas Tech. So really did not make a whole lot of sense for them to get in, much less get an 11 seed. 
Um, so yeah, I'm right there with you, man. I'm not high on Iowa State at all. Um, so I got LSU simply because I think that they're the best, they're or they're the better basketball team. Yep. Uh Wisconsin Colgate, 314 matchup here. Um, Badgers, when they have Johnny Davis, they can win any game they play. Um, he'll be back for the tournament. Uh, don't know much about Colgate. Wouldn't care even if I did because I like Wisconsin this year. Always a tough tournament team. Great guard. They play with high energy. Um, you know, they, uh, they're they a team that doesn't have the best players, but they play very well together. And Johnny Davis is an elite player who was in line for National Player of the Year um, at one point. So give me Wisconsin. Yeah, I agree. Wisconsin, you know, they're, they're not going to uh... – be a, a stat stuffing team or be a flashy team by any means but they're just a solid fundamental team that can shoot the ball they don't turn the ball over um they they just have guys that know how to play so um they've, they've been there done that they know what it takes to win i got wisconsin all the way usc miami 710 this is a great 710 matchup um, i'm going with the hurricanes love what they did in the acc tournament they uh, came up a little short to duke but um yeah, sorry, they came a little short to Duke, but they've scrapped and battled and clawed their way through the ACC tournament, got themselves into the tournament as a 10 seed. Um, I believe they were the fourth seed in the ACC tournament, right, Skip? Four? Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah. Yep. So they had a good season. Um, Jim Laranega, Hall of Fame coach, he signed an extension a couple of weeks ago. They love him. Um, Miami, uh, I will say this, say good, something good about USC. Uh, Evan Mobley is a beast, dude. Uh, they, they're pretty damn good. It's going to be a tough matchup, but for some reason I'm picking Miami. Nice. I like it. Um, so you got the U and I got yep. the other U I got, uh, I got USC in this one. Um, I think that, uh, Isaiah Mobley is, he's a beast. Isaiah um, Mobley. Sorry. I said, Evan, Evan's his brother. Yep. yep. And, uh, I think that Mobley is a beast. I think that, uh, you know, Miami did have a good season, but I, I think at the end of the day that USC is uh, just slightly better than them. And I think I think that this is going to be a very close game. But in the end, I do have USC pulling out. And one of the easiest matchups, this is to round out the 215 slander I had. Auburn takes on Jacksonville State. Um, Jacksonville State, not even supposed to really be there. Uh, they won the regular season conference title, but did not win the conference. Um, wouldn't have gone in without it. Um, Auburn probably really pissed off, have a bad taste in their mouth after losing a really bad game to AM, where Auburn didn't play well at all, shot like under 40% and, and lost by five. Um, so, you know, they, like we talked about earlier, AM just got hot at the right time and took down a giant, but Auburn. Uh, redemption here Auburn all the way yeah pretty crazy that Jacksonville State and uh, Bellarmine situation I mean different topic for a different day but does not make a whole lot of sense for me how a division two school can jump up to a division one school which is a good thing obviously and then they take care of business they do what they got to do and they win their conference tournament, but they, for whatever reason, have a four-year ban from postseason. That just makes absolutely zero sense to me. And I think that that is a rule that they need to look into changing immediately 
Um, because how can you get punished for being promoted to a division one school? Then, like I said, dominating, winning your conference, which is like everyone else has to do, and then not get in just because you haven't been a division one school for four years. Yeah. It's not like it's one or two years, it's four years. So that is just absurd to me. Um, shout out Bellarmine. They were in the GOVC whenever uh, I played basketball at William Jewell, played them numerous times. They're a juggernaut of a program. Um, so great to see them taking care of business, doing what they got to do, but just absolutely ridiculous that they are not in this matchup in the tournament. Yep, very well said. And with that concludes the first round matchups. Um, real quick before we get off here, Skip, give me your final four and your champion. Got you. So my final four, um, I, I do got uh, I, I got my boys from, from Duke making it to the Elite Eight, but I got them playing the Zags in the Elite Eight and – as much as I wanted to take my boys, you know, I'm, I'm through and through a Duke fan. I hope that they can uh, be cutting down the nets this year, but I, I don't think that they're going to, unfortunately. So I got Gonzaga beating, beating Duke in the elite eight and going to the final four. Um, and then I have Kentucky making it mm. to the final four. So a two seed, I did not end up going with all one seeds, um, so my final four matchup will be uh, Gonzaga versus Kentucky. And then on the flip side of the brackets, I uh, kind of preluded to it a little bit earlier, but uh, I got Arizona versus Tennessee. I got Tennessee knocking off uh, Villanova in the later rounds. Um, I got Tennessee playing Arizona in the Elite Eight. And then I got Arizona prevailing and making it to the final four. And then I have Kansas as my other final four, uh, mm -hmm. other final four team. Um, I, I think that uh, they'll be matched up with potentially Auburn in the elite eight. So to give you a rundown, I got uh, Gonzaga versus Kentucky and Arizona versus Kansas all in the final four. And my national championship matchup is going to be Gonzaga versus Arizona. I got Arizona. Mm, I got blessed. Arizona. Arizona knocking off, uh, knocking off Kansas, and then my national champion, Arizona. I do have Arizona. I've been high on them all year. Uh, shout out Benedict Mathurin, best uh, one of the best names in college basketball. We've mentioned him several times. I think that uh, Arizona is really, really good. And I think um, that they will be eventually cutting down the nets. I got them beating Gonzaga 82 to 76 in the national championship game. I love it, Skip. And uh, I love it even better because college basketball, full of parody, we only have one uh, common Final Four member. Um, I have Kansas, so I'll start there. Um, I have Kansas beating Auburn in the Elite Eight um, to go to the Final Four. Um, and then I have Kansas matching up with Villanova in the South region. I have Nova beating Tennessee and Arizona. 
Um, listen, Jay Wright, this is his time. He doesn't get talked about. Like everybody says, Izzo's month is March. Jay Wright's time is March as well. Um, I love Villanova in this tournament. Um, pretty difficult road to get there, but I think they could have some things fall their way. Um, as we move to the West, I have a three seed in the Final Four, Skip. I have the Texas Tech Red Raiders going to the Final Four. I have them beating Duke and Gonzaga. Sounds crazy, but if anybody's going to play hard, it's going to be Texas Tech, and they can be a huge issue. I think they're a huge issue for Duke because I think Duke goes through stretches where they do not play hard and they don't care, and you do that against Texas Tech, and you're going to get bullied quickly. Um, so I think they're a very dangerous matchup. And then I just kind of went with a nostalgia pick for them against Gonzaga. I don't want Gonzaga back there. And quite frankly, I think Gonzaga could lose to Arkansas in the, uh, in the elite eight. So, or excuse me, um, in the sweet 16. So I've got Texas tech and I have them facing up against big 12 opponent Baylor Baylor. Uh, we didn't really spend much time on them because their first round matchup isn't great, but I love Baylor. Tough loss to Oklahoma, whatever. Kind of got hot at that moment. Oklahoma played Tech pretty close. So they had a chance to win that game in the Big 12 semifinals, but um, Tech prevailed. I love Baylor. Super athletic, aggressive, physical. Get up and down the floor well. Also, shout out Matt Meyer. He's sick. Um, and then in the, in the tournament, or in the, excuse me, in the final four, Baylor versus Texas Tech, I have Baylor winning, and Baylor is my national champion. And then on the other side, I have Villanova playing Kansas, and I took Villanova only because I just could not stomach having Kansas all the way in the national championship game. And I have Baylor winning 72-65, uh, and Baylor is a back-to-back -back national champion. Wow electric man yeah. i love it like i said the fact that we only had one final four in common uh that is just a true testament as to how many teams are gonna legitimately have a chance to win um it's just gonna be fun man i mean get your popcorn ready guys we're in for we're in for a great tournament um like i said of course i hope that my boys from duke are able to cut down the nets uh shout out to our boy tyson batiste too at texas tech they have an amazing team great team really fun to watch um so that's going to be interesting to see if they end up uh matching up with my squad and the that would be the sweet 16 um so yeah dude just unbelievable time uh we got the playing games like we mentioned got them starting tomorrow and wednesday and then we got the 11 a.m. games starting on yep. Thursday, just cranking it up. Um, I mean, these these games are going to be electric. Cannot wait to see some upsets. Probably going to see a couple buzzer beaters um, and just great overall basketball. So it's uh, no better time for sports, man. March Madness is here. This is what we've been waiting for all year. This is what. We've been talking about for weeks now on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So the time is now. Yep. You better get your true TV fired up, Skibi, because we got 11 a.m. games uh, coming down the pipe here. Um, great time uh, on this episode. Can't wait to join you again next Monday. 
If you haven't yet, listeners, sign up for the Figure It Out Bracket Challenge on ESPN. Um, one entry per user, super easy. Uh, I've had the link um, on all of my social medias and the podcast social medias at Figure It Out underscore pod on all of them. Um, anybody's welcome. So if you know somebody that wants to be in the challenge, have them join. No money involved. T-shirt for first, second, and third place in the challenge. So a lot on the line here. First ever Figure It Out Pod t-shirt uh, will be available to those who come in first, second, and third. Skip, can't wait to watch games, brother. We'll talk later, okay? And this time next week, we'll be talking about matchups already. So cannot wait, and let's uh, let's get it rolling this week. And uh, everyone sign up for the Figure It Out Podcast Bracket Challenge. Make sure you get your entry in there. Uh, we'd love to see you in there. May the best man win. Hope it's yep. me. But... Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, time will tell, man. It's uh, it, it's gonna be gonna be very very fun. <laughs> yep. All right, Skippy. We'll talk to you later. All right, brother. Peace.